Hey Rebels, welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. I'm Ryan Dobson. Today I'm not your host, but I am joined by <laughs> our host today, Producer Kay. How you doing? I'm doing well. You how are and you? the Atomic Mom, Laura Dobson, That's hosting right. the program today. We are. Just wrestled the reins right out of my hand. <laughs> we did. And we had fun. You did. You guys had a good time. We have our friend on the program, Shanti Feldhan. And, you know, we've been dealing with this subject in our lives. And it's her book is called Find Rest. Right. And we've been struggling with finding rest uh, with Laura's cancer and our office being sold and right. a remodel and trying to build an office and move an office and schools getting ready to start and we haven't had babysitters, you or I. Yep. And so our kids have been in the office while we've been watching them. And man, it is busy, <sighs> full. You know, and when you get worn down, it's so funny talking about this in the sterile confines of our studio. Mm-hmm. But when you get it's because it's, it's so easy when you get worn down, all the other parts of your life suffer. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I'm in the studio saying that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I got frustrated this weekend because I just looked at all the stuff and I just didn't have enough rest and Laura's been like pushing me to like hey slow down man like Mm -hmm. what are you doing and Sunday came and I had this massive list and I told her you know what I'm not gonna do any of that Mm -hmm. she's like really yeah no I just I'm tired (laughs) I really am I'm tired yeah and I rested on I know it's what a novel concept to rest on the Sabbath right and that's what we know. We know the rebels are overachievers. They're high producers, and we struggle with how to find rest. That's why we have Shanti on. She's so much fun. We had her on with a kindness challenge. Wow. Mm-hmm. How well did that go? It was so good. Oh, my goodness. That was so much fun. Well, I mean, that's why we have it on the upgrade. Right. Listen, the kindness challenge really was kind of a game changer. It's one of those things where you're like, ooh, if you're stuck in a rut, if mm-hmm. you're really fighting with your spouse or one of your kids, right, and you Take on that. Don't tell anybody. Just do it in your internally. Mm-hmm. Like do it to yourself. Maybe tell it like a small group person or like a, a confidant. But don't tell the person you're doing it for. <laughs> you know, kind of ruin it. Yeah. But when we did that kindness challenge, you did it for Joshua. I did it for Laura. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. It was. That was a really, really big deal. We love Shanti. She's got another book uh, for women only. It was how I got introduced to Shanti Feldhan. She is a a deep diving researcher. She has so much data, so mm-hmm. much evidence. I trust her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Lots of wisdom. Yeah. And that's why when you and Laura were like, hey, this is so important to women. We really want to take this broadcast on and do it. I was like, absolutely. My goodness. Shanti, you guys, what could go wrong? <laughs> Not one thing. So without any further ado, here is the Atomic Mom, Laura Dobson, producer Kay, Kristen Chadwick, and our friend Shanti Feldon talking about Find Rest on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Well, Shanti, we just want to thank you so much for coming on the air today with us, and we just want to um, dive in and talk about your new book. It's so great. It's the most beautiful book I've ever seen. <laughs> it really is they my favorite did an amazing job. Didn't they? <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. It's called Find Rest, which is so important, especially in these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit what drew you to write this book? Well, you know, we don't need it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All of us women today, our lives are so, you know, it's so light and easy. Yeah, mm. no, we're crazy people, right? Yes. Um, mm. You know, it's you know, it's interesting. I... Um, I truly, as I um, have worked over the years, and you, I know you're familiar with some of my other 
books that I've written, they're all based on this research. Yeah. And I had started studying, you know, I'm a little stress monster. Like, I'm constantly <laughs> running around. I have a crazy busy life. And, start, and I really started studying, you know, what are the main causes of stress for women? Like, what, mm. what is it that causes us to be so stinking busy? Yeah. And, um, and what are some out? of the solutions? Well, here is really the big picture that I, it, it just hit me over the head because I, all the solutions that I have been told before seemed, I know this is going to sound funny, but they seemed a bit unreasonable or unfeasible mm-hmm. to me. Like mm-hmm. I would hear people, my friends, well-meaning friends um, or, you know, speakers or, you know, a mother-in-law who would say things like, honey, you just need to slow down. Yeah. You just, you need to take, you need to take a vacation. You need to take time off. And all that's true, probably, like yeah. that, you know, we do need to slow down and we do need to take time away and time for ourselves. All of that is true. But I sort of always felt like those are solutions for a short time. I'm not sure a mm. slow life is feasible for the long term. Huh. I mean, we just live in a busy, busy era. Room. Yes. And, um, and then I was looking at that scripture where Jesus says, you know, the amazing comment that he makes where he says, come to me, all you who are weary. Yes. Of course. And have you I, think every mom, I think every mom <laughs> yes. knows that clearly. And, um, and, and it's fascinating because he says, you know, come to me and I will give you rest, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the analogy that he uses where you're like, okay, what does that look like? It has nothing to do with, oh, you need to slow down. You need to take time off. The Mm -hmm. analogy that he uses, the word picture, is he says, take my yoke upon you Mm. and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. You guys know the scripture. Mm -hmm. And, And think about it for just a second. A yoke was an instrument, like a tool to help a burden beast like an oxen or a horse plow the field in the heat of the day. Like the picture that he's giving us isn't, oh, let me take the yoke off your shoulders and send you back to the barn to find rest. So you can go eat bonbons on the couch. In the (laughs) middle of a busy life, Mm. you can find rest for your souls. Like you can be busy. You don't have to be stressed. And to me, that was this huge promise. Yeah, that's a huge distinction. distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So how, I just want to know, where did this book get birthed from? Because I know for for us, uh, usually usually out of struggle, some of our books come out of. And I was just curious. I just wanted to hear from you, from you personally. Mm-hmm. Well, it really, if you're talking about where it got birthed from in terms of the reason why, yeah, that was the reason why. Because <laughs> recognition. No, seriously, the recognition that wait, all of us as busy women. We can be busy and have busy lives and yet not feel stressed. I don't mind the busyness. Mm. The feeling that I mind is that I'm not thriving. The feeling that I mind is that I'm stressed and anxious and worried and, you know, things I'm, I'm letting everybody down. And that's what I mind. And this promise, to me, that was like, okay, we have to explore this. What does it look like? to live as women in a busy life and yet have rest for our souls. And so that is really the birth mm. of this book. That's yeah. perfect. I mean, I, I am not, I'm not good at resting. I go, I go and go and go and then I crash <laughs> up until now. Yep. Um, 
but I, I was just wondering if you could share with some of the women out there listening or some of the men that what are some of the ways that they can start um, transitioning their life into more of seeking rest? Finding rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what we did is I was looking at what science and what scripture has to say about this, because that was, that was important to me is, you know, I'm a social scientist, but I'm also, I'm also a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was quite important for me to put the science hat on and to look and see what the Bible says about this. And the cool thing is actually, it's fascinating. And I love this happens in all of the studies where what science says backs up what scripture <laughs> says, has said all along, right? Awesome. Um, and in this that. case, there were actually, we, we identified there are eight areas that kind of centrally, like they funnel down to these eight things that we tend to miss that really, really matter to hmm. finding rest. And so let me give you just an example of one. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, one of the elements we say is sh- to shift your perspective because we don't realize that one of the main reasons we're stressed and anxious is that we're focusing on the things that are going to make us stressed and anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'll give you an example, something that came out of one of my, um, a, an example that came out of a, a women's event that I was at not that long ago. And this woman comes up to me after, I can't remember what I was speaking on, um, but she came up to me, she was talking about her marriage and how mm-hmm. things were really difficult in her relationship. Yeah. And listen, we all know, yes. you know, as women, that when something is wrong in that relationship with your husband, it's like nothing is right with the world until right. that is resolved, exactly. right? And that's a key way that we're not finding rest. So mm. anyway, so she was talking about the, the fact that in her relationship with her husband, she was really feeling like he was taking her for granted mm. and it was infecting everything. And she said, it would drive me, it just drives me nuts. Like he feels, mm. and, and this is her words, um, where she said, it feels like he thinks I'm supposed to do all the chores. Like, it, you know, he yeah. walks by the sink and the dishes are piled high in the sink. <laughs> and, you know, those are your dishes too, dude. And he just walks on by yeah. and he doesn't do them. And she said, so, but then she felt like the Lord really kind of prompted her to look at the scripture, and it's the same one that we talk about in the book, where God says, you know, do you remember in Philippians 4, where Paul says, rejoice, you know, and again, I'm going to say it, rejoice, rejoice, you know, telling us to do this twice, it's usually important. Yep. And, and it's like, okay, Paul, when you wrote this, Mm. you were in prison, you were chained to a wall. Mm. The church was being badly persecuted. How do you rejoice when -hmm. you're in prison or in a difficult marriage or when all these things are going wrong? Or in your depression, anxiety, and life, and everything going on. Everything, you know, any of those, anything could be going wrong. And God gives us the prescription just a couple of verses later where he says, okay, so here's what you do. You think on Mm. those things that are excellent Mm. and lovely and noble and worthy of praise rather than where your brain wants to go, which is the things that are worthy of driving you crazy. Like sure. the dishes and the thing. Yeah. So this this lady said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna try this just for a couple of days and she so she really resolved, like, let me just let me just try. Yeah. And so her husband comes he he, he basically that evening is when she was starting this. And she had a, a late meeting 
that was late at work, and so she noticed, okay, he offered to come home, to leave his own work early, and to come home early and take the kids to their activities and stuff so she could go to this meeting. And then when she did get home, the meeting hadn't gone well, her meeting, and she was really upset, and there were all these problems, and he listened, and he comforted mm-hmm. her, and he gave her a big hug, and mm-hmm. and said, you know, how do you feel about this? And you know, okay, so what, what might we do when you walk into work tomorrow morning, you know, to sort of, you know, kind of get your credibility back yeah. or whatever. And then that later that evening, the kids apparently started squabbling and she was on her last nerve. Mm-hmm, <laughs> she I'm was sure. like, Rah! you know, she was ready to jump all over them. And he took over. He was very calm mm-hmm. and very kind and wise and, and didn't handle it in a reactionary way and handled it in a very wise way. And she said, all of a sudden, she was like, oh, my gosh, I have this wise, kind, generous, listening husband mm. who comforts me and hugs me and takes the kids and, like, does all this amazing stuff. And I'm worried about the dishes in the darn sink. Like, no wonder I'm anxious and stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great example. I bet moms are sitting out there right now just going, yeah. ting. Yep. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Yeah, just your we, perspective. We, like, what are you looking at? Right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yesterday morning, that exact scenario. I mean, I was stuck in a loop of anxious. Where are we going to live? What are we doing? All that stuff. And I mm-hmm. sat down, you know, 630 in the morning outside and just watched the birds, the things that are lovely. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Lord led me to read about Paul and his adventures and how he was always rejoicing like you were just saying and just such a shift of like are you kidding mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm worried about you know yeah. the next couple months of my life and yet I have not come anywhere close to what Paul experienced and um, he yet he chose to worship so it was such a neat real example and mm-hmm. yeah oh that's a great example you know it's it's interesting. I just uh, last week, I was in Colorado in oh. the rock, speaking on a ranch, you know, for a big convention all week. Bummer. Oh, I wish we, we would have been there. I know. <laughs> it was awesome, you know, cool. suffering for Jesus. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was it was really interesting because we're dealing with a lot right now in our own life. Yes. My dad had a massive stroke mm. um, three months ago and life is going to change dramatically. My yes. mom and dad are going to have to move in with us and oh, we're wow. going to have to start a big project to build onto the house. So there's a, wow. you know, because right now there is no place for them to, to live and yeah. with us. And, you know, it's it's like, oh, gosh, Lord, this is this is a whole nother era. Yes. Right? Yeah the sandwich generation and mm-hmm. you know my schedule is already so packed and I can just I can mm-hmm. feel that anxiety and the worry you know mm-hmm. rising up in my brain like us as women our brains can go in all these different, different directions yep. yeah. <laughs> and, and then you know as I'm as I'm letting the worry you know kind of spiral you know I'm, I'm stepping outside we were staying on this ranch in the in a cabin you know these little cabins and I step outside the cabin to head down the hill to the main house for breakfast. And it was like, I felt like, you know, this little tap on my shoulder, like, mm. look up. Mm. Just look up. And I, I look up, and there's this 
glorious mountain range in front of me, yeah. you know, with the sun rising, mm-hmm. you know, over, over the horizon and bathing these crags and crannies and giant mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. rocks, you know, t- 10,000 feet in the air. Um, and this majesty yeah. and this sense like, you know, the creator of the universe that did all of this also holds you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that I can't handle what's going on in your life? <laughs> no, there really is. Yeah. There really is something there about yeah. it's easy to let those worries follow, you know, just really carry you away. Yes. Mm-hmm. And instead, yeah. that's another example mm. of no, you know, you can find rest by focusing on the things that are true and that one of those things is. God has you in he the palm of Yeah. Oh, I love that, too. The other thing for us, I think, here at Rebel is we really believe in community and having people as our little reminders. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. God is really big. He's not <laughs> right? up there worried, going, yes. oh, Laura, where are you going to well, go? You know, so just to remind ourselves of that. Yeah, well, listen, you know, li- li- the whole idea of living in community, do you mind if I jump into that? Cause go that's for it. Because that's one of the that we found. Yeah. Um, as we were doing this study is, uh, you know, again, on both what science says about how to find rest and what scripture says, one of the things that we don't realize is that we're, we're really not created. And I mean that literally, we're not created to do life alone. We are yeah. created in a way that we're designed to live in community and designed to really have to rely on others and have them rely on us in so many ways we're supposed <laughs> to help each other yeah. and mm-hmm. and I, I really I was reminded I put this as one of the things in the in the book is because I was reminded as I was looking at some of the stuff that I saw about the you know importance of community literally to like do things like reduce your heart rate you know wow. things yeah. you know things that that truly that science has found that we, when you rely on supportive and encouraging friends and relationships Mm-hmm. It is so much better for you mentally and emotionally. Mm. And, um, and I was reminded of this story that my pastor in Boston, when I was in graduate school, my pastor told this story, and I've never forgotten it, because he was describing how some close friends of he and his wife had moved to California, and they called them at 3 o'clock in the morning when <laughs> during one of those periods when, you know, all the wildfires in California? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where there were some areas that were being seriously threatened. And yes. I know in Colorado you've had the same thing. Um, and and in, in that area in California, they were literally seeing the fires come over the hill towards mm. their neighborhood. They called back to the pastor. Now, it's 3 in the morning. Yeah. And they said, please pray for us. And they explained it. And the pastor and his wife got out of bed, knelt on the floor and prayed for like an hour until Mm. they felt like, okay, you know, it's it's okay to go back to bed. The next morning, the friends called and, and thank God, you know, the fire had turned a bit and there was Mm. still some destruction in some areas, but thankfully their subdivision had been spared. And, and they, they called the pastor and his wife to say, you know, thanks for praying and thanks for being such a good friend. Mm, The pastor said something I've never forgotten. He said, no, you were the ones being the good friends. And they were like, what? (laughs) And he said, you thought enough of our friendship that you were willing to call us at three o'clock in the morning and quote unquote, inconvenience us. Right. 
to ask us to pray, to do something as a friend. Mm -hmm. That is being a true friend when you're willing to ask someone for help. I mean, it's so intimate. It is. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. And that is something I think so many of us, I have talked to so many women over the years as I've done so much research where I've heard so many women who are like, you know, I'm just so stressed and I don't know how to handle everything that's on my plate and I've got this and I've got that and I've got that. Yeah. And, and well, I'll say things like, well, have you asked anybody if they'd be willing to, you know, you're, you're driving back and forth to drop Johnny at T-ball. You know, have you asked any other of the moms if they'd be willing to maybe bring Johnny back so you don't have to? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, I wouldn't want to inconvenience somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so is, I just want to stop real quick. Is that one of the reasons there's so much resistance to rest? Because we're just unwilling to ask for help? Or unwilling to, unwilling to at I mean, least inconvenient? Yeah. It is. I think I it can is do it all. I can do this. It's pride. And that's and that is one of those things that I've I've got a good friend who's in this situation, where you know she's her her health is being affected. She's so stressed. She has so many things going on, and I know for a fact I've literally there have been sometimes I've been so worried about her health that I've called another mutual friend to say I'm just I'm really worried about her, and the other friend is like doggone it like I have asked her every day for the past two weeks if I can pick up her kids at school. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I've asked her every single day for two weeks if I could bring her over a meal. And you know what? It's it's one of these things that I think it is. There is a, some degree of pride. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I just see it around our community and in the homeschools I'm connected to. And I'm just wondering if we could just start tackling the route here at Rebel. We can mm-hmm. just shift the tide a little bit. Even if we just shift it one degree. I mean... And bring that rest in that the I I believe not only the church needs but our whole country needs it. Yeah. Well, I, I know for me personally, even asking help for I had th- three boys in soccer this spring. And, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so I really struggled asking for help. Where one day I could not pick them up, and it was such a pride thing because I didn't know the moms well, and. Mm-hmm. You know, being the first one to ask is mm-hmm. a little intimidating. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it like, is. um, yes, I can't handle all four of my kids tonight and I need somebody else's help. Yeah. But it was it was nothing for the other mom. She was like, Oh yeah, we totally. live right down the street, so I'll just drop Ugh. them home on the way. But for whatever reason, and for me it was pride of like, oh, I really cannot I can't juggle all four of my kids tonight. And that f- makes me feel bad, but that's yeah. not the truth. Yeah, it's totally a lie. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, that that actually leads to another one. Do you mind if I mention another Let's one? Go <laughs> for it. Thank you. <laughs> because I I feel like one of the one of the areas for us that really affects women today in a way that I'm not sure I'm not sure that we would have been affected 50 years ago is this idea that we're supposed to be superwomen, like that we're supposed to totally. be able to do it all, all at the same time. And we feel better about ourselves when our calendar is full. Yeah. And, you know, it's like <laughs> I'm in demand and I've got all this stuff going on and people want me. Mm-hmm. And, and this idea that I should somehow in some magic way 
be able to do it all. And if I can't, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah, like I'm living in sin or there's (laughs) some, something else is going on. Yeah. That is a lie, everybody. Oh, I love that. Well, and, um, I was just going to say, we just had, I just had this incident where I feel like I had to shift my focus in life and I had too many people on my phone and there was too many, kind of like what you were saying. Um, just, there was too much going on. So I just ended up getting a new phone number and it was the most liberating thing I've done. (laughs) Now people can't get in touch with me. I have 31 people on my phone and that's it. That is amazing. And it is, you know, that every woman listening to this is like incredibly jealous right now, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't know. I started deleting people off of my phone too because of you. (laughs) Well, I just had this epiphany. I was like, I think, I think I need to start cleaning up my phone and, and I'm just admitting this, this is sad, but I had 11 people in my phone that have already passed on. Like they're dead. Wow. And, and it was a huge revelation for me of like what I needed to let go of. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, so in this finding rest, because I have been searching, I mean, your book is perfect because I have been wanting rest and I know my soul needs it. My, my, all parts of my body needs it. Um, yeah. and I think in the last two years, since we started rebel, we have shifted tons mm-hmm. in mm. slowing down and yeah. I oh, we always so say, good. uh, go low and slow. That's, that's our right. slogan. <laughs> that's that's right. great. You know, the idea of letting go of stuff, mm. I think you I think you nailed it with that. It's really hard for us as women to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other elements that it sort of relates a little bit that, that's really interesting to me is this idea that we have to really look at how God has designed us and live with that rather than against it and, like, kind of let go mm. of the idea um, that I should be able to do these other things. And it's interesting how mm. much that stuff causes us stress when it's not how trying to do those things is not how God designed us. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of something I needed to let go of, for example, um, where I, I was actually doing an event with a, a big women's group talking about this, actually. <laughs> and I was really, I had been feeling really, really bad mm. um, about the fact that um, I'm not, this is going to sound horrible, but, you know, I've got two teenagers, I'm doing all this stuff at school, and people are always asking, you know, hey, can you, can you help volunteer to make the crafts for school? Or, right. you know, kids are, are needing somebody to make all of the senior boxes. And here I am, uh, the mom of a senior in high school, and, you know, they want somebody to, to help decorate all these boxes. And, like, that makes me break out in hives. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, I am not a crafty person. You. And, and you. okay, thank you. And, you know, Pinterest, like, I can't even let myself go on Pinterest because I, I feel bad about myself. And I was speaking at this women's event and literally talking about this. And I had a revelation as I was standing on stage, which sort of cracked me up. But I said, look, I realize, you know, as I'm standing up on stage talking to you, I've been in California and I've been there for five days, these late nights, early mornings, speaking Mm. a gazillion times all in a row. And yet I wasn't exhausted. Mm. I was, I was, I was felt like I was living in right in my sweet spot. Like this this energizes me. And so I, I told the group, I'm like, I am standing up on stage, you know, on four hours of sleep talking to you guys i've been doing this for five days i mm-hmm. should be exhausted and instead everything is firing like it's awesome 
but you ask me to bake all those cookies that you've got there in the back of the room? And it's like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> you know, like yeah, run loud. for the hills. Run back to the Rockies. It. I Like, it would make me so stressed. And, and yet, I realized, you know, I bet that there are probably women sitting there who are like, oh, my gosh, I love Pinterest. I love baking the cookies. Mm-hmm. I love totally. doing the crafts with the kids. Just don't me, ask me to stand on stage and talk. Yeah. I'm exactly we're not like designed that. for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the neat thing about discovering your gifting as at, well, for me, I feel like, I mean, I've been a Christian for a long time, but sometimes I feel like a baby Christian. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but just oh, yeah. learning like my, I would love to be on stage. That's where I feel more, most comfortable. Don't put me in back with the cookies uh, that I'm like, did I put them on the plate right? I don't know if I did. But if you give me the mic, I know I, I will give you a good job. I will give you 100%. Yeah, don't ask me to bake four dozen cookies. Exactly. Like, or decorate yeah. a box. So, uh, so here's my question as a mom who does not like that. So I had that scenario at the end of this year with one of my kids. And then I got the guilt trip. So... How, how do you, how do you handle that? How do you receive their hurt or, and it's not even justified. So, mm. you know, the emotions of your children or yeah. whoever you're letting down, mm-hmm. um, I guess it would be just setting up the boundaries of just, well, I did what I did or could. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Because as soon question? as you start, yeah, as soon as you start setting up those boundaries, um, you get lots of resistance. Right. Well, do, at well, least yeah. I have, you, at least I have noticed it. It's more the mom guilt. How do yeah. you deal with mom guilt? Yeah. Yeah. You know that mom guilt is so much of this. I mean, seriously, so much of the stuff that we put in the book, so much of the stuff that we found, you know, really even that's not just scripture, really is science deals mm. with this topic. Wow. Okay. And it and it is so much self-created it is so many of these issues that are causing the stress and the worry and the anxiety it is self-created because we've somehow got this idea that I should be able to have it all or do it all or be it all all at the same time and we are not designed for that God has given us these specific callings Mm. and specific giftings mm-hmm. and specific interests and these specific kids and this specific thing that I'm supposed to be doing today and not that thing. And it is so crucial for us to be able to really, yeah, boundaries are a good word, mm. to be able to set those expectations and mm. say, look, I know, and not like if let's just say it's the volunteer coordinator at your kid's school or whatever. <laughs> we all you have know, one. Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically, um, and to be able to say, "Look, here's what I know that I can't. I can't do this, mm-hmm. but here's what I can do." Yeah. And and so I will say things like, "And by the way, that I can't do this, but I can do that." Mm-hmm. That really, honestly, it shows. It it really works because it shows <laughs> them. I'm going to keep these boundaries here, but I do want to be helpful. Yeah. And so, like, I want to be me, a part of. Yeah. I can, you know, I, when I'm home and I'm not speaking, I, I tell them, I'm actually, I kind of like going and helping with, you know, parent teacher day, you know, yeah. appreciation, teacher appreciation day. I can mm-hmm. be a volunteer. You show, if you want me to show up in the room 
not having cooked anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> not having made Decorated any craft, anything. Yeah. but I can be there for several hours and exactly. I can help and I can clean up. That I can do. Yeah, and then that so, is I'm restful. I'm so sorry, I can't do the crafts for it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, we just thank you so much for all you're doing. I mean, we could spend hours just continuing to go through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this book is, it would be an awesome way to start your day or like just mm-hmm. have a cup of coffee sitting on your porch like yes. I did yesterday mm-hmm. and um, just journaling out. It's awesome because it has a little journal inside too. So yeah. Um, and the artwork is fantastic. Yes. And I love the quotes that you used through it all. I like took pictures of them all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let me tell you, we wanted it to feel like a daily devotional that had a sort of a, you're sitting in a garden for a day. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Great job. Thanks. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you, Shanti. You're amazing. Yep. (laughs) Well, thanks so much. Kristen, that was a good broadcast. (laughs) Yes, it was. You know what? I'll tell you something that we find on this broadcast, and I'm not throwing shade, but I've done a lot of other broadcasts. In fact, I can say this. I've done hundreds of my own broadcast, Mm -hmm. and I've done lots of other broadcasts. We hear something on this broadcast that I've not heard anywhere near with regularity on any other broadcast I've done or listened to, and that's, oh, I've never said this anywhere else before but here. Or afterwards hearing, wow, I really don't normally talk about this. And I mean, I appreciate Shanti because she does. She'll she'll get vulnerable. She'll Mm -hmm. be honest. Right. And that's what that's what makes a great book. That's Mm -hmm. what actually helps people. Yep. You know, I mean, my my business side, it's like, oh, man, when someone's vulnerable and honest, it makes such a great broadcast. But the thing that makes a great broadcast is something that actually touches people and helps people. Right. Like, it's, you don't get a great broadcast that doesn't move the needle in a person's life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. You could have all the technical greatness in a broadcast and not help or affect or change any person. Uh, this is not great. It just sounded good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. This is one of those move the needle ones. Man, I appreciate it. Whoa, Shanti, thank you so much for this broadcast and the book. Kristen, you guys, you and Laura really found some good stuff in Find Rest. Yes. It's a great devotional. I mean... <sighs> It is a stunning book. Like mm-hmm. I say in the broadcast, it's it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's a you know honestly, we'll pull the curtain back a little bit. Isn't it funny that comes from the Wizard of Oz? Uh huh. Like, yeah. I just I'm, I'm I think the cultural references are interesting, but pull the curtain back a little bit. Things like that matter to broadcasts like ours. Mm-hmm. Um, it says you know yes, it says they spent more on the book. It makes me wonder why, mm-hmm. you know, uh, w- did you just have the ability to, okay, we've gotten some of those, but you figure that out within page one or two that, mm-hmm. oh, this is just a good looking book, man, the inside matches the outside of this one. It's something right. that you're going to want to pick up and you're right. The devotional aspect of it helps you mm-hmm. in those seasons where you're like, you know what? I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know. The other day, this is, let me ask you, I'll just ask you because mm-hmm. I'm talking to rebels, but you're here. <laughs> Do you ever just get stuck and you just can't answer the question that seems most simple to you? Like I've been struggling with friendships lately and Marshall's my best friend and I was in the shower and Laura's down. I go, okay, Marshall's my best friend, right? And she's like, yes. I go, who are my other friends that are close? Because she started listing like my best friends from childhood. And I'm like, no, no, no. Who's close by? I just couldn't think of it. Mm. I just couldn't. And then she was like, you know, and she started listing. I was like, oh, that's, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And do you get that way? Do you ever get stuck where you're like, I, mean, I don't know if it's sometimes when I can't figure out what to cook for dinner and Laura's like, there's like eight things in here you know how to make. I'm like, oh, that's right. You know, yeah. where you just get stuck in that loop of loop. not seeing a way forward. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're in a crisis and you're like, I can't get any rest because if I don't stop working, everything's going to fall apart and then nothing, you know, then everything will stop and then every, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. This book is kind of a nice disruptor because it gives you the peace to be out of control and it also helps you find the rest that you really see. Right. Is that a... Exactly. I hope that's a good endorsement for the book. I really enjoyed the broadcast. You guys did a great job. Mm -hmm. Great job. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Is that enough? It is enough for this week. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week with our friends. Who is the next week? You know what? It's going to be a surprise. God bless Rebels. We love you. We will see you next week.